this is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. Sit yourself down, strap yourself in, as you're going to be listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, where over the course of the next hour, you'll be exposed to music that you should hear on the radio, but don't.
Was that Thunder fellow Acreona? No, it was the Groundhogs and thank Christ for the bomb from the 1970s album of the same name. Evening all. Uh, well, good morning if you're listening to the Sunday Morning Repeat. We have Exeter Ray to thank for reminding me of the Groundhogs as uh, we were down with him and uh, Credit and Cat last weekend. You know how much I moan about the idiot box? The whole time we were down there, it remained soundly off. Or is that visibly off? Uh, two and a bit days of good music, good food. Uh, actually, uh, too much good food. So much so that Monday morning, when I resumed my one hour, 20k cycle ride, uh, yeah, I broke my exercise bike. Not because of my weight, because uh, one of the belts snapped. So now, resistance is futile. <laughs> That was the Phobics and the title track from the latest album, Burnt Rubber. Exeter Ray and my good self also managed to quaff 10 litres of rail ale between us in 24 hours. I mean, that's only eight pints each. It's nothing. Uh, a replacement exercise bike is on its way. Uh, in the meantime, I've just got to settle for the rain machine. Uh, of course, a cloud cast its black shadow over us uh, on Sunday when we woke to find 
The last surviving member of Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers, Walter Lure, had died at the age of 71, succumbing to liver and lung cancer. Fortunately, seems completely the most inappropriate word to use. But with his diagnosis only last month, at least he didn't suffer too long. Although I wasn't lucky enough to see the Heartbreakers, let alone Johnny Thunders, over the last 10 years, I've managed to catch Walter when he graced London with his presence and every time he had me and my fellow gig goers leaving the venue thoroughly satisfied, especially after seeing Billy Rath hook up with him at the Purple Turtle for a few Heartbreakers numbers back in November 2011. I don't think anything I can say can adequately put in perspective his importance or indeed his loss. <laughs> Thunders and the Heartbreakers and all by myself. It does make you think. The original Ramones, all gone. The classic three Amigo Motorhead lineup, gone. And now the Heartbreakers. Sad and thoughtful times. The Damned have been looming large uh, of late uh, due to their new EP, The Rock Field 
files, but erstwhile and former drummer Rats Cavis hasn't been twiddling his drumsticks, having just released his remix version of Robert Calvert's Lord of the Hornets that originally appeared on the 1981 album Hype. Rat has freshened up the backing tracks, adding himself on drums with Chris Constantin Yu from Adam Ant on bass and backing vocals with Billy Shinbone, his Sinclair cohort, on guitars.
Now, the band that backed Robert Calvert on hype was Bethnal, with uh, bassist Everton Williams going on to play with Bernie Torme in the Electric Gypsies. I was convinced that I had an audience recording of a Bethnal gig that had Rat playing drums for him. But as much as I searched and trawled through my handful of redundant and full-up external wild drives, I could never find it, eventually putting it down to, like, you know, Mandela Effect, or at the very least, a false memory. It wasn't until Monday uh, when I searched for the hype album, so I could, you know, I could A-B both versions of Lord of the Hornets, I found a file called Hype Live. Clicking on said file, not only did I find the gig, but a notepad attachment with all the details, you know, apart from the venue. Uh, it was in London on the 28th of January 1982, with obviously Robert Calvert on vocals and guitar, with from Bethnal, George Caspo on keyboards, violin and lead vocals on the Bethnal track Fiddler, Nick Michaels lead and rhythm guitar, Everton Williams on bass and vocals, and of course, Ratscape is on drums. There is a song that they did live that I've discovered that is up on YouTube called The Changing Guard in the House of Commons, which is a, a corrupt version of the A.A. Mill poem Buckingham Palace, done in the style of Adam and the Ants circa Kings of the World Frontier. I kid you not. Check it out for yourself. As the song I have selected for your consideration is from said and aforementioned gig, Evil Rock. <laughs> Thank you. 
in plastic, they're just using cans. They just didn't ask it, they never made plans. Oh no. One, forming in 1972 but only managing to release two albums, you know, both in 1978, on the Vertigo label in the shape and form of Dangerous Times and Crash Landing. Sporting a Jamaican bassist, that would be Everton, with a Greek violin playing singer, that would be George, they probably should have been filed alongside the likes of the uh, Doctors of Madness, but with leanings towards and endorsements from The Who, they sort of engaged a small but fervent fan base. Strange in this day of uh, CDs and MP3s, only Dangerous Times uh, has made it uh, onto uh, CD with Crash Landing yet to be converted into ones and zeros. A track that only came out as a single was the Don't Do It 7-inch that feels like the band had just heard Eddie and the Hot Rods or maybe the Motors. Great stuff, though. See what you think.
Hello, this is Gizbutt from Jaina Stark, and you're listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. And in my opinion, you'd be absolutely nuts to listen to anything else.
straight after Bethnal and the Don't Do It 7-inch. You heard because I played the Hell Divers and their new track, 2020. Uh, in this time of social distancing, the band members independently recorded their parts in four different Swedish studios. And I think you'll agree, they did a fine job. Right, on to 10 plus 1, who uh, not only wish they could record separately, but wish they were in separate bands. No, I'm only joking. Uh, I mean, there's only two of them, I think. That'll be uh, Gaz and Dunk. Uh, anyway, the dynamic duo have just unleashed a brand new track that is for anybody who has ever had the slightest bit of road rage and is called Fall to the Limit that sounds uh, something like this. the last 10 days or so i've been seeing on facebook smash fashion showing us screenshots or links to reviews to their got the heebie-jeebies at cbgb's seven inch glowing reviews of course now i went Puh. as i played the b-side uh benny and the jets in covers corner back on valentine's day this year that'll be episode 725 going on to say that the single would be out in april so i was surprised that everyone, bar me, seemed very late to the party. Then I get an email from Roger Deering on Tuesday saying, believe it or not, Smash Fashion have a new 7-inch single out on the Yeah Right Records label. I'm attaching the file for you. 
After toing and froing uh, some emails, we came to the conclusion that I'd been sent the Bernie and the Jets MP3 as a teaser and a taster. And of course, the April release of Got the Heebie-Jeebies at CBGB's 7-inch got pushed back thanks to everything shutting down in March. So, without further ado, this is Smash Fashion and Got the Heebie-Jeebies at CBGB's. Heebie-jeebies at CBGB's is available on various coloured vinyl from Yeah Right Records. Right now, I'm lucky that I get sent albums for my consideration, of course, ultimately yours as well. Uh, back in the day, it would be promotional vinyl, white labels, etc. Sadly, before my time. Then the uh, CD equivalent. Now it's uh, an email with attachments. However, these still include the requisite press release. 
next to Duncan Reed's tomb for Don't Blame Yourself, the worthy silver medalist for this year goes to Pussycat and the Dirty Johnsons, or as I seemingly unknowingly call them, in conversation, Dirty Johnson and the Pussycats, uh, for their just-released new album, Beast. Uh, as well as the normal pictures, bio and links, there is an additional Word document that gives a brief blurb for each song, which I loved. Uh, after playing the song Shit, uh, it seems self-explanatory, but uh, according to the blurb, it's seeing through the phonies. They're always talking about themselves, their cool possessions and all the crazy things they've done without anyone asking. And they're uh, probably lying about 99% of it. I don't give a shit, 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 I don't give a shit. is available through Hound Gold Records. Long-time listeners might recall that I enjoyed the music of Todd Youth uh, that he recorded with uh, the likes of Chelsea Smiles and uh, was pleased as punch at the news that he would be Ginger Wildheart's counterfoil in the Michael Munro band back in 2010 that unfortunately uh, didn't last very long. I wasn't, as I alluded to, a fan of uh, Blood Clot or of his more hardcore leanings. You know, it's just not my cup of tea. Give me the generation and the Chelsea smiles any day of the week. Did you know 
He blew out an audition for the Foo Fighters, choosing to try out for Danzig instead, a gig he got. Anyway, Todd sadly died in 2018, but Jesse Mallin, who uh, Todd was in Degeneration with, has just released a tribute song named after his former friend. The video was shot on the stoop of the physical graffiti building in Manhattan, where Mallin watches masked passers-by with his friend HR from Bad Brains. Later, he meets up with close friend of his and youth, Jimmy G of the band Murphy's Law, in a nod to the Rolling Stones video for Waiting on a Friend. to get all excited about coming out next month let's face it it's only a few days away is the debut seven inch from the manny olander 
following on Savage Magic Records. Who are Manny Orlando following? I hear you cry, swiftly followed by, have you pronounced their name right? The answer to that is probably no, but when has my failings to pronounce things stood in the way of me playing great music? That was a rhetorical question. Anyway, Manny Orlando following, oh, Manny Orlando, a.k.a. the frontman of Swedish rock and roll saviors Deadheads and the 7-inch, which is called The Misanthrope, will include three smoking hot tracks, all with the instruments played by the man himself. If you like the Deadheads, which you do, the New Bomb Turks, which you do, the Stooges, which you do, Dead Boys, which you do, and the Helicopters, which you also do, this will be right up your back alley. This is Backstabber. <laughs>
On the book front, I've just finished reading Dennis Dunaway's autobiography, Snakes, Guillotines, Electric Chairs, My Adventures in the Alice Cooper Group. It is a fantastic read, done without malice, no pun intended, but with uh, honesty and uh, seemingly genuine love for all the players. I have uh, just started to read Guy Pratt's autobiography. I'm only about 25 pages in, and as a lapsed former bass player i've fallen in love with it it really has had me laughing out loud as the kids have more or less gone back to school uh, this song seems right but then again wrong until next week take it easy (laughs) 